Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we pick up right where we left off in Mark chapter 3. In verses 13 through 19, this is where Jesus appoints the 12 apostles, and he grants them limited authority to do what he had been doing all by himself up till now, preaching the gospel and casting out demons. Well, who were these men? What was their job? Are they more divine than other Christian men and women? Were they perfectly holy? Some people regard them with almost as much esteem as Jesus himself. But what is the proper way that Christians should understand their role as apostles and regard these men now? Pastor Jim will guide us through questions like this as we delve into the list of names of the 12 apostles. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Delegated Dozen. John chapter 15, verse 6. Remember around the table the night before he went to the cross? Jesus says to them, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. The fact that you and I are here this morning as believers in Jesus Christ is proof that the fruit of the apostles remains and it continues to grow. Now, up to this point, these men had followed Jesus. As I say, they were part of the larger group that would have been called His disciples. Uh, The word disciples is used both of anyone who follows Christ, anyone who learns from Him, and it's also used of the twelve. But the the ones designated the apostles, that for sure is the twelve and always only the twelve. It was time for them now to be pulled in closer to Jesus from among that larger group over the Months leading up to this, in that time that Jesus spent in Galilee, he focused much of his time on the crowds. And if you piece together the sequence of the life of Christ, moving forward from this day onward, Jesus increasingly concentrates his attention on training these 12 men. He doesn't stop dealing with the crowds. He doesn't stop showing compassion. He doesn't stop uh, healing. He doesn't stop preaching the gospel. But He's going to focus much more on the twelve. And by the way, these were the ones that Jesus chose to be the foundation of the church. Remember, in the New Jerusalem, they're going to be represented as the foundation stones. Well, they're the foundation of the church, the body of Christ, which is the thing that He is building now. It says Ephesians two nineteen and 20, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. He writes that to the predominantly Gentile group in Ephesus. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been, here it is, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. So who are these guys? That's their job description, to be with him and then to be sent out. Now, I've organized this a little bit differently, just following our text and the way the verses happen to align themselves here. I'm deviating from the usual 4, 4, and 4, but you can just number them 1 through 12 if you 
want to, if it bothers you not to have them in three groups of fours. You know, that if you're enough obsessive compulsive, you need to have them in three fours, that's okay. You know, that's OCD. But then there's CDO. Those are the ones who are so compulsive they have to alphabetize uh, OCD. Don't worry about the list. Don't worry about the order. Look at the, look at the men. Here they come. Let's start with Peter, James, and John in verses 6 and 17. And he appointed the twelve. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. Now let me just stop there for a moment. Jesus called Simon and he changed his name to Peter. Matthew chapter 16. Peter is a word for rock. He said, hey, you know, you're Simon, but I'm going to build something on, on, on the foundation of your ministry. I'm going to give you the ministry and, and, and build upon it. So this list, you will notice, contains both names and nicknames. And sometimes the nicknames are given by Jesus, and sometimes the nicknames represent character either of the people as He called them or the people as He made them to be. So He appointed the twelve. Simon, to whom He gave the name Peter, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James. To them He gave the name Boanerges, which means sons of thunder. Let's start with start with Peter. He's the one best known. He's the one about whom there is the most to say, and therefore we need to say the least about him today because we're going to see, be seeing Peter over and over and over and over again as we continue through the Gospel of Mark. Understand, Peter was always the leader. He was always the first one to speak. He was always the most bold. Sometimes the things he blurted out were rash and wrong, but always with conviction. He's been called the apostle with the foot-shaped mouth. He was, he was pretty bold about the things he said, right or wrong. Jesus changed his name to Peter, and the significance, as I said, we'll focus on later. Later in his life, not long before he was martyred, Peter wrote the two letters that we know as two books of the Bible, First Peter and Second Peter. And the main thing you learn from Peter is how radically Christ transforms lives. When he called him, Peter was already brash. He he spoke before he thought. He easily fell into pride. His close relationship with Jesus brought him through the depths of humiliation and to the pinnacle of glory. And in the end, after a very bitter time, he was transformed into a humble and powerful preacher of the gospel. When Peter stayed close to Christ and he listened carefully, he was brilliant. I mean, he's one of two people that ever walked on water. And the other one's Jesus. I mean, he could go pretty high. He could go pretty low. When Peter acted on his own, he was a disaster. So learn the lesson from Peter's example. Then there's James, the son of Zebedee. He's the first half of another set of brothers. Andrew was Peter's brother. We'll get to Andrew in a minute. Their father was named Zebedee. Now, we don't know anything about Zebedee except that his name was Zebedee. And the fact that you can identify people as the son of Zebedee means Zebedee must have been somebody. He must have been well known. Perhaps he was the founder of the family fishing business. We don't know for sure, but um, he was somebody who didn't have to be further described. These two brothers had fiery personalities. That's why Jesus nicknamed them Sons of Thunder. I'll let your imagination go figure out what two rough-cut fishermen were like if their nickname was Sons of Thunder. 
Interesting thing here, James was the first of the apostles to be murdered because of his relationship with Christ. That's in Acts 12, 1 and 2. And it was that wave of persecution which took the life of the apostle James that also kindled the spread of the gospel more rapidly throughout the Roman Empire. So right away you see that these men were willing to give their lives rather than to renounce their allegiance to Jesus Christ. Then there's John, the brother of James. He, along with uh, Peter, was the, the third one, or Peter and James, Peter, James, and John. They were the, the inner circle, the three that were most closely with Jesus at all times. J- James was the first of the twelve to get to heaven. John was the last of them to die. John lived nearly a hundred years, and he was such a powerful influence for the gospel that even in his 90s, the Roman authorities considered him such a threat that they exiled him to that little island of Patmos. And then God trumped that one by giving us the book of Revelation from John on the island of Patmos. John wound up writing five books of the New Testament. He's the second most prolific of the authors after the, uh, the Apostle Paul. And they were the last five written. The Gospel of John is aimed at Gentiles. It's different from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Not in a different message, not in a different Jesus, not in a different history, but in a, in a different style because the church had so thoroughly penetrated the non-Jewish world by the time of the end of the first century when John was an old man. He, he wrote a different Gospel. And then First John is a very practical and doctrinally jam-packed sequel to the Gospel of John. Then there's Second John and Third John. They are important pieces of personal communication which contain things so precious that they are preserved for our edification. And then he crowned it all with the book of Revelation, final glorious book that outlines the end times events that culminate in the second coming of Christ, the kingdom of, uh, on earth, the millennial kingdom, final judgment, and the new heaven and the new earth. You can also learn some lessons by looking at John. There's a lot about him in the Bible. Starting out as one who was called a son of thunder, he was transformed into one who at the end of his life was known as the apostle of love. Throughout his own gospel, he doesn't use his own name unless he's listing names, but when he describes something that involves him, he calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. Apparently, he never got over the fact, Jesus loves me. He just called himself the one whom he loved. So engulfed in the the love of God, he, he became known as the one who was touched by love. John wrote more about loving one another than any of the other uh, apostles wrote. You need to learn from John your need to let the love of Christ transform you. You need to be willing to stand for your faith. You know, you know, he didn't waver when his brother was murdered or when Peter was murdered or all the rest of his apostolic colleagues were murdered. He was faithful to the end and he was loving always. Carry on the list. Peter, James, and John, verses 16 and 17. Move into verse 18. Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew. Now, Andrew's always in that first four. I've broken it down differently, but notice he's still number four. He is Simon Peter's brother. 
always included in the first four on the list. Something cool about Andrew is that every time you see him doing something, he's always bringing someone to Jesus. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.